Mikey, Tene Hotak, and welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Wallace Chapman with you, big day today, and lovely to be with you. With us this afternoon, Simon Wilson, senior writer for the New Zealand Herald. Kia ora, Simon. Kia ora, Wallace. Good to have you here. Yeah, happy new year to you. Also, Jordi Stiliano, senior consultant specialising in government relations. You'll have a few things to say today, Georgie. <laughs> yes, I do. Kia ora, Wallace. <laughs> now, uh, Jacinda Ardern will not be seeking re-election. Uh, her last day as Prime Minister is uh, February the 7th. Various voices on that today on the panel. Uh, it is front of centre, I see, internationally in the New York Times. We have uh, New York Times journalist Natasha Frost on that toward the end of the programme. Also, former leader... Uh, David Cunliffe joins us on the panel and analysis from uh, various political commentators. Uh, And I would like to hear from you. You're the most important voice. How did you react to the news this afternoon that uh, Jacinda Ardern is stepping down? And who would you like to see as the new Labour leader? Text me, please, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co. Well, as I said, Jacinda Ardern will not be seeking re-election. Her last day as Prime Minister is 7th of Feb. Grant Robinson has already ruled himself out. Uh, When asked if she was putting her hat in the ring, Minister of Housing Dr Megan Woods had this to say. As you probably heard from a number of colleagues, um, apart from the announcement that's being made about Grant's intentions, um, this is a discussion for caucus and no one will be ruling it all out. Minister Calvin Davies, on the other hand... Do you believe Labour can win the election without it? Yeah, absolutely we can. Yeah. Do you put yourself forward? No. Davis, rather. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said the Labour Party caucus had given itself seven days to find out if any MP had the support of at least 75% of the caucus. You cannot and should not do it unless you have a full tank plus a bit in reserve for those unexpected uh, challenges. With us is uh, political editor for RNZ, Jane Patterson. Kia ora, Jane. Jane is having tech issues, so we will be with Jane very shortly. All those texts uh, coming through there. Let's start with Georgie, okay? So uh, we were organising the show. The, sh- the whole show was thrown out in this. How did you react to it? Well, I was juggling a toddler in airports and luggage and then my phone just started going crazy. I was really, really, really shocked. I mean, the more I think about it, I think a political stroke of genius to go out in this way, to give such a dignified and, and gracious speech. She's very good at being a human. And I think that's really nice to see from from a politician of her ilk or, or from anyone who's had, let's be fair, a pretty tough gig in the last five and a half years. So, and that's reflected, I guess, uh, Georgie, in some of the feedback, a huge amount coming through. I feel happy for Jacinda Ardern. She has finally taken the steps necessary to escape the most toxic workplace in New Zealand. I feel a bit sick for the rest of us having built it, uh, says one. Uh, Simon, how about you? Well, I was shocked. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I have to throw in, you know, throw in my credentials to be a political commentator of any kind now because I've spent the summer p- telling people who asked that no, it was just nasty rumours stirred up by the opposition that Jacinda <laughs> would resign. I was wrong. I um, accept that. I, I think what Georgie just said, very good at being a human, is a, is a splendid thing. I think it's it's a little more than that even to me. They're very good at being the uh, the good side of being a human. We know humans can do some pretty appalling things. 
Yeah, but Jacinda Ardern has worked hard at home, uh, especially, but also modelling on the international stage to say you don't need to be a horrible person to be a leader. Okay, you can lead with compassion, and I think that's fantastic. All right, and we'll canvas that across uh, the afternoon. Uh, Rosie and uh, Nelson says shock and tears and enormous gratitude. My response, uh, by the way, Chris Hipkins. Uh, not everyone's a fan, though. Labour's still the same party, appalling uh, what they've done to democracy and free speech and open debate. So by no means, uh, you know, unanimous here on the panel with us now is uh, RNZ's political editor, Jane Patterson. Kia ora, Jane. Kia ora, Wallace. How did the gallery act with this news? Anyone pick this? No, uh, most of the gallery who are back on deck were actually up in Napier covering the two caucus retreats, Labour um, in Napier, and also National, conveniently, um, also there for the caucus retreat. So we were expecting the election date as the announcement to kick off the political year, but quite a bombshell. This one was kept pretty, uh, pretty quiet. Yeah, and I'm just comparing it to other announcements over the years that I've uh, been, you know, as many of us have been party to, you know, leaders uh, stepping down. But clearly, uh, you could really sense this was an emotional call, Jane. You could really hear it in the voice, couldn't you, talking about, you know, for example, how uh, she wants to see Neve go to school and, you know, get married to Clark. There was a lot of emotion in that announcement and you can understand that. It's such a massive call to step away from a job like this. But obviously um, she had had the summer to reflect on the year coming up and also the election campaign um, looking to enter her sixth year as Prime Minister. But look, there are personal tolls that are taken on Prime Ministers and MPs and Ministers. It was a particularly difficult year for Ms Ardern last year, seeing a real um, backlash in terms of the, the COVID response, but also just that pressure on the government, um, the cost of living, a lot of those problems that people were facing, uh, <clears throat> the public looking to the government for answers. But obviously I think the those personal matters really coming to the fore, I think, and, and being a big part of the decision to step down. The conversations now that Labour will be having, I guess, it'll be one of, uh, you know, I think there's a dinner tonight, isn't there? It'll be uh, maybe a a glass of wine or two just trying to sort of um, work out, you know, where Labour does go from here, Jane. That's right. And look, people will be taking this news in. I imagine it will have come as a shock to her colleagues as well. But politicians will be very quickly turning their minds to what this means for Labour in election year, losing Jacinda Ardern as leader. And of course now, who's going to replace her? So uh, Finance Minister, confidant and close friend of uh, Jacinda Ardern and Deputy um, Prime Minister Graham Robertson has ruled himself out, which is quite surprising. He would have been a natural replacement an election year a la Bill English when uh, John Key left yeah. but he's he stepped out of it so Chris Hipkins at this very early stage shaping up to be a favourite for the leadership Michael Wood Megan Woods other names in the mix and then we come to the interesting question of that Deputy Prime Ministership. There's not a vacancy at the moment. Grant Robertson holds that, has not indicated that he would step down from that or the Finance Ministry. So then we have a position where He's either accepted as the deputy um, and would be a very experienced and popular deputy in that caucus, um, or whether the Prime Minister, whoever that might be, decides that they want to make that choice. So that's still not quite clear how that's going to pan out. Okay, yeah, look, there's a huge response this afternoon, and we'll have some of you on air uh, burst into tears 
shame of us in New Zealand for the misogyny. Her model of leadership will be the model for the future is this person's uh, view. So we will talk about that aspect of leadership. Look, stay there, Jane. Uh, uh, thought from Simon Wilson or Georgie alongside Jane. Georgie, you first. I was also surprised about about Grant, and I noted um, Minister David Parker tweeted for Grant um, within an hour or so of, of the PM's an- announcement. I mean, I, I do think there'll be a fair bit of begging going on once they've all got their head around the, the news, and I would also think that if Michael Wood or Chris Hipkins become the new Labour leader and Prime Minister, then Grant's position as, as deputy becomes a little bit more up in the air, so I can see someone, potentially a Kitty Allen, coming through in, okay. into that role. All right, uh, Simon. I, I think that, that might be a, a, a smart call there. I think, I, I assume what Grant Robertson has done is that he said Jacinda uh, has now resigned and we are going to have a new government and I'll stick back too so that we can clearly see it will be a new government. So, you know, there are people uh, saying at the moment that, that basically... Jacinda has handed the election to National. I don't read it like that at all. I think you know, we now start from square one. You know, the, the whole competition starts all over again. Both parties will have new leaders. And the new leader ha- will have an opportunity, uh, because it won't be Grant Robinson, will have an opportunity to say, this is this is the new Labour Party to okay. take us forward. And ha- this is how we define it. Uh, one other aspect that we look at, or, or the caucus and the public looks at, is the diversity within that leadership team. Mm. So um, one problem that does arise if you have Chris Hipkins, for example, um, as leader and deputy, um, Grant Robertson, you have two Pakeha males from Wellington, um, and mm. it doesn't really reflect the diversity that often the public, the membership and other people are, are looking for. So all of those different aspects are going to be um, considered by MPs um, as they head into that caucus retreat meal tonight I'm sure Yes indeed, uh, just finally Jane one aspect that we will touch on later as well before the end of the show with the um, New York Times journalist is that uh, I guess one thing she did bring was that that element of um, an international focus to Aotearoa, is that fair to say? Look, she had a celebrity status overseas and it, it was driven home to us when we would travel, was press gallery with the Prime Minister and really her recognition um, and the, the very, very warm reaction um, she got actually around the world. And um, while the government's first COVID response was received pretty well, it was really the March 15th attacks um, that really came up overseas, the way that she handled that. And um, that that was one thing that, that really... I suppose shone through. So definitely a um, an international standing, and it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what other career aspects or aspirations yes. she maybe has, um, and on potentially the international stage. But look, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Um, she <laughs> yes. has um, just just resigned. A lot of her caucus today saying today is about. Um, saying farewell to her as leader and looking at her legacy um, and leaving a bit of those politic, a bit more politicking and um, stargazing for the coming days. Good on you, Jane. Big day. And uh, yes, uh, the year's already started. Kia ora. Thank you. Uh, that's uh, Jane Patterson there. By the way, you're going to hear a lot more on this. Uh, there's a special on a checkpoint uh, at five with Guyon, Espina and uh, Corin Dam. But with us now, we're going to touch on with a couple of listeners, a few listeners across the hour uh, while we can fit it in. With us is Julia, hello Julia. Jura Wallace, nice All to right. be here. Yeah, good to have you on. Thanks for listening. Now, what's 
going through your mind? I'm shocked but not surprised because I read something earlier on in the Herald somewhere. Somebody picked this and so I kind of wasn't surprised to go out on a high maybe a bit like John Key did. I respected her hugely as a leader and I was sad, saddened but I'm really, really happy for her because she's got that young family, the, the lovely husband-to-be and I just think she can get on with her life now. People have been... Uh, unbelievably unkind to her latterly so it's I'm glad really glad she's going for her sake uh, you feel that she's left the country in a good position I mean thing it's going to be a hard year for many people I think the country is quite divided and it's going to be really hard for the next leader so it would be very interesting to see who it's going to be all right. Hey, Julia, thanks for your um, time this afternoon. Kia ora, no. uh, And with us now is uh, Sarah. Sarah, kia ora. Welcome to the show. Kia ora, Wallace. Now, uh, I understand that uh, many years ago, before she was Prime Minister, um, Jacinda Ardern came to your home. Explain. Um, she did. It was um, before Labour were in power. It was may- maybe about eight years ago. Um, and I was supporting some um, refugee families from Myanmar in West Auckland. And Jacinda came along to a meeting at my house. Um, she didn't have to attend, but she came and spent several hours um, listening to their concerns and getting to know them and welcoming them. And um, she was just remarkably kind and present and sort of followed through on what she said. So, yes, indeed. Uh, and um, so that's uh, that's a bit of an insight, isn't it, uh, Sarah, into uh, uh, the Jacinda Ern way before she was, um, I guess, the uh, uh, international figure that she possibly now is. Um, ab- absolutely, absolutely. She rocked up in jeans and a T-shirt and... Um, ate all the scones that my son cooked. <laughs> she go. was awesome. She was great <laughs> fun. <laughs> all right, Sarah. Hey, thanks for uh, being on the panel. Thank you, Wallace. Bye. Yes, indeed. So the uh, you write about these uh, issues often, including a uh, pretty big article the other day, the political landscape of Simon Wilson has now and truly changed, huh? Yes, it has. Um, I, I think I'd probably have to say that I know a lot of politicians who do the kind of thing that your last caller Sarah just talked about. Now, Jacinda Ardern was very good at it, and I've seen her do it many times. Now, but it is a thing politicians do. They are you always want them to be good in the at that community level. Um, and and I think most politicians that I know um, on both sides of the house uh, value that work and and are good at it. Um, it's something that should inform their leadership too. Yeah. Okay, Georgie. No, I, I agree with that. It is kind of part and parcel of the gig. The one thing I found myself thinking about is what happens to this cutting back of government policy programs and, and, and reforms now that we're going to have a new prime minister right? and whether Labour are able to put a line under this and then 
consolidate their focuses in an election year and whether or not there'll be others that actually want to carry on with the massive agenda that the, the government did have. So I think that's probably something that, that, that Jacinda Ardern herself reflected on. She's obviously spent a lot of time thinking over summer and I'd say that that balance between knowing what needs to be pulled back on essentially to, to remain in power um, versus the the ambitions of people within within that party. I think it's a because great cabinet point. Decisions are, cabinet decisions are prime ministerial decisions very often, aren't they? It's, and it will accept what the prime minister says. So right. we'll discover now. Very good. What? You're on the panel, RNZ National.